All opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the guests only and do not in any way reflect the opinions of Epify Technologies Private Limited. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied on as a source for business or investment decisions. This podcast is brought to you by Fi. Fi is a branchless digital bank. We partner with RBI licensed banks to open savings accounts for you in 5 minutes. It comes with a sleek zero forex debit card and a bunch of features that also help you save and invest money easily. Download the Fi app on Play Store or App Store or just visit fi.money that is f i . m o n e y. We are recording this episode in the middle of January and that means two things winter and weddings. We're actually supposed to be in the thick of the wedding season right now had it not been for some restrictions that have come back into force because of the new variant of covid. But otherwise there was supposed to have been something like 2.5 million weddings that took place towards the end of 2021. And the reason for this is probably a result of people getting vaccinated, some restrictions lifting and above all the wedding industry growing at something like 30% year on year according to some estimates. We sit down with our guests Deepshika, Ishan and Anoop who are soon to be married or will be married by the time you listen to this and we try to get a sense of what it means to have a wedding in 2022. On the other side of the table getting their views are me Pranav, Pranith and Ayushi. Some things we're asking are budget weddings still a thing? A big wedding still a thing? For the most part we banter about the stress that wedding planning is especially if you're doing it yourself. We also try and contrast the idea of destination weddings against that of small intimate hometown weddings that are somewhat lower in budget. If you enjoy this episode, don't forget to subscribe on Spotify and Google Podcast and uh, do share. Deepshika, let's start with you, right? Uh, as someone who is about to be married, you've obviously had your time to study different kinds of weddings what are some things that you could use to classify different weddings right basis size budget style uh, how i compare different kinds of wedding is what i'm seeing in my friend circle where there are people who are very financially prudent who just do not see the point of spending a lot on wedding have a very tight cap and manage to still have a good time on mm. do a lot of justice to their parents hard earned money are very aware that okay you know what it took my parents like 20 30 years to amass this wealth i do not want to blow it up in 2 3 days and parents are also comfortable with the idea that okay they want to save that money i know parents who are uh, okay with kids who are okay with not taking that money at all from parents and managing wedding uh, completely on their own very tight budgets of 10 15 lakhs I know people who think of this as that one ultimate day of their life, and uh, not just spend their parents' money, but also put in their savings to make sure that there's no compromise. Yeah, I think it's an Indian thing, right? If you're getting married, chances are most people, at least according to some stats, spend about one fifth of their lifetime savings on wedding. So this could be parents who are spending one fifth of their yeah, and their daughters or some wedding. Yeah. it there's an entire industry that flourishes on this and yeah. you would feel pressured to do weddings a certain way if if you live in those areas or if you're really really close uh in close proximity to uh that environment i feel like it you can't isolate yourself completely from 
the influence that you have around you uh, as well so that's just been a learning that people who are looking at a slightly grander wedding the personal ambitions also come from the environment that they are part of mm. i got i got to ask i mean what's your what are you and ishan planning for yours as is a love marriage so it was us introducing our parents and we had a discussion on how much each parent is comfortable putting in um and they were pretty candid about what that would be but the realization we had during covid was hey this is good amount of money to actually put in as a deposit and get real estate so we spent a year trying to find something that made sense for us uh, because for us it was the idea of a uh, sim- symbolism for marriage and not really like, like the ceremony so we spent around we moved to goa to find something uh spent 3 4 months just scouting because goa is a hard place to sort of invest in real estate shortlisted stuff got parents down and we realized how much they were struggling with this idea of their kids not having a wedding they were finding excuses to not go through with it uh with the whole real estate idea and then we realized we were being very selfish mm-hmm. uh things are so much about parents not really about you it it's about them meeting their family introducing this new member to their family getting to know another family uh so we decided to like not go ahead with our very pragmatic uh working couple <laughs> sort of uh, idea and we gave a go ahead to the wedding and then what we did was we still felt like the budget was a lot 20% of it is still in a fixed deposit and we decided to work with the budget that we had remaining and still make the wedding ours so we have a so called destination wedding uh, which is in goa it's it, the idea was not destination we just like goa we were living there it was easier to plan around there um we have a very strict cap on the guests that's why we put our foot down that i would rather let every guest have a really great time than call 1000 people and like do do not, don't do justice to the occasion feel exhausted in my own at my own wedding i'm sure i'll be exhausted regardless we want to make sure wedding gets done in like one and a half hours instead of like five hours of like traditional indian wedding so parents have been comfortable with it and we have tried to uh have very open conversations with our relatives also that please don't expect gifts we we operate on an excel sheet uh we've been doing that for the last i think right when we started planning uh we got very lucky with um the resort because second wave thick of second wave and goa was really struggling business wise that's when we made a decision on the property so we got really uh, cheap rates and you locked the rate you locked the rate yeah, yeah. we got really great rates the other advantage was destination weddings are expensive because you are not local to that place so your vendors i mean the vendors will overcharge you yeah just uh, okay. by moving to goa that became like really really it's easy it's a part of tourism right so you could say yeah 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 and it's you know it's amazing how what you said is also very much in line with what we're reading in fact i was just we were just doing some reading in the morning the fact that people are preferring better quality weddings over a quantity yeah. it doesn't mean that the wedding budgets have in any sense reduced yeah. yeah it's the same budget instead of 1000 people you're calling 100 just choosing to spend it differently yeah definitely speaking of which anup what what are your like where would you philosophically morally stand in in this regard i mean when dipshita was saying budget weddings she mentioned the uh, 1 10 to 15 lakhs as the budget for a 
budget wedding i died inside <laughs> because that's not a budget wedding according to me also my perspective on weddings is slightly weird because i used to make a living from the wedding industry about 10 years ago weddings are uh, a great place if you're in the entertainment industry uh, and because of all of that uh, because of what i've seen in the wedding this i'm slightly averse to it i mean it also helps if you if you know people like i used to be in the wedding whatever scene uh, i found a venue for under a lakh that's five star i think that's an advantage of doing it locally over doing it uh, destination yeah where yeah. People, the string pulling is easier um mm. Yeah, our side of things. I am completely taking a. There's no parental involvement, so I get to make the call. But that's great, right? I mean, at least I feel like COVID and Omicron has made parents very comfortable with the idea of small weddings that happen. For example, my wedding date is still in Feb, and families like जो आ गया आ गया जो नहीं आया Zoom पे आ जाएगा. My side of the event is literally a 500 rupee registration at a government office. and a party uh, luncheon sort of situation where my family meets her family i've seen people try to do the thing where they try to do it budget but also experiential and i feel that that doesn't really match that you can't do unless there are 10 people coming to the wedding then you can do that you can pull off mm. an experiential wedding in a budget for sure hey so it's it's pretty cool how i think maybe over the last 10 years i mean it's easy to say millennials this millennials that and all that but do you think there is like some financial independence involved here which made kids couple stand up and say like look we're done with this big grandiose gestures of marriage and weddings and expressing your social standing for you and we can't put ourselves through all that what what do you think turn this overall at least in our generation thought process there is this clear understanding that weddings are definitely like a, a financial you know i wouldn't say burden but they are a constraint to look at uh so unless like you know your family doesn't have to worry about it and you've got a lot more surplus to you know it's it's a small thing for them then you can you might very well you know throw a big big lavish you know five day wedding which which is not i think incorrect also you should do it then because it's a it's a great time for the whole family to get together you know i, I think it will be very rare to see like people taking like a loan today to do a wedding or something like that it's i mean a small you know financing loan to like you know just do a you know 10% financing 20% of it is good but like if you really like want to lavishly do a wedding with a huge cost and that is financed by a loan and that's like you know you're directly hurting your uh, future yeah that's a good point right it's uh, about how big weddings haven't entirely gone away it's just probably people being more cognizant about it so what do you think are some big trends that are sort of emerging so i think one big trend has been just consuming a lot of wedding content on uh social media platforms are i think pranith and i were discussing long back ki itna wealth jamane ke liye 10 saal lag jayenge from our yeah. you might earn that money in 3 years but to save that money is still going to take a long long time my head worked in in ways like if i don't spend the uh, 18000 on three rooms i can buy a fridge for the house <laughs> that's i'm also thinking like that I'm also thinking. Ever since Pranav talked about a freaking dishwasher, I've been <laughs> thinking, how can I save up for a dishwasher? Uh, the original plan was to have like a five non-witch menu. I'm like, make it three non-witch, and then you have money for a TV. Wedding. There's a good chance we'll be that generation that got money but didn't give money out. <laughs> yeah, it's possible. That's true. Yeah. Uh, if if your parents are made you capable enough to earn and like 
make your own life then you don't necessarily need yeah. their money so it's for them to live their life same would be for me so yeah so how do you think this will change over the next uh, i don't know like decade or two decades mostly let's just let's look at it one decade at a time i guess right like ayushi as gen z represent where do you stand on this yeah so i heard you guys talk about you know it remains to be seen how sentiments will evolve but as of right now i think i don't even view it like as a milestone uh at max i see it as like a big party <laughs> okay quickly uh choose any three five star catering amazing wardrobe insta worthy photo and videographer big ticket gifts a grand honeymoon amazing guest list so if you had to pick any three deeps go first i think gifts are important for me uh, i want good gifts at the end of the wedding uh honeymoon i i mean we are getting it you'll have to pay for your own honeymoon so not really a good choice there but i have spent on my wardrobe so amazing wardrobe has happened as much as i want to say that i didn't spend on a photographer i have also taken a lot of time to find an insta worthy <laughs> anup is so judging me right now but yeah no, no, no. all of this has happened on my side also worry just on me uh, almost no point having a great menu on your wedding because you will just probably never get to taste the food i spent the most amount of time deciding on menu <laughs> and you were a food critic in the other life so anup it's just sure. in your case maybe I would love it to be a good menu. I have like a very different view there because wow. or everything else like if if everything else is also like mediocre, right? Like a a good menu or good food, you can get it at a good price. Also, it's not like you need to spend. You can like there are certain things here where you can spend your effort and time to get like a good bargain. One of them being food, the other one being like you know, uh, even your wardrobe to some instance. Right? A photographer, so you could get like a good photographer who's on budget because it's it's a freelance market which we essentially did, right? Like. Uh, uh but the photographer we got was like not like super expensive but did a fabulous job so like mm-hmm. those two things i think are a good steal deal if you can like spend some time and people still talk about the food like at least the relatives right not by friends, not by friends but they're like you know khana acha tha that which is which is silly but you know i was saying i was saying i'd pick a uh, five star catering uh, amazing guest list and a grand honeymoon because i'd rather enjoy rather than my relatives so yeah No, no. I think it's a mix of what Pranit and Anupam are mentioning. I think my answer differs on the grounds of whether it's my money or parents or someone else's. So, if it's my money, I'll probably pick three, five, or six. Just having, and this is what right I will talk about. Say ten years down the line, fifteen years down the line. Uh, so, I really don't care about the catering or the gifts or say wardrobe even. To be honest, but if it's not my money, I would probably optimize for what gives. parents the happiness or someone else the happiness and that's really just catering and hey you know what you were looking so great in that wardrobe whatever selection that you did that day and so on and so forth the 1 2 4 and again 6 i don't know i see like if i were to ever get married i see it as a very like diy wedding where like that probably be like everybody would have a phone so they would all just capture things what you were i kept telling but yeah <laughs> okay we are not done yet If you've stuck around for this long, you've unlocked the bonus section of this podcast. Think of this as the post-credits scene in a Marvel movie. We thought it would be a good idea to get a parent's perspective on things, you know, just to see what they think of weddings today and how things were back then. So, Ayushi, whom you just heard on this podcast, did a short interview with her mother who got married in the late 1990s. Check it out. 
so tell us a little bit about how you decided to get married what it was like for you uh, your experience and then uh, was it different from everybody around you was it the same and then we can go from there all right so um, i got married in 1996 and uh, yeah it was definitely different because uh, uh, me and my uh, uh, husband both of us were in the your father we were both in the army and we came from very different backgrounds and so our parents were not agreeing to anything so uh-huh. we were like dating for about um, i think a year and a half i guess and then we just decided to get married so we uh, we actually ran away and got married <laughs> So yeah, I think it was quite different. <laughs> and then we so, t- after we got married, we told our parents. Even now, running away is like a big plot in Bollywood movies because of how different it is from everything else. So back then, I'm assuming it's even more of a yeah, okay, yeah, like what has happened situation. So yes, ah, like? uh, yeah, it was quite interesting actually because um, I was posted in Meerut and uh, Papa was posted in uh, Siliguri, and at that time communication was not as fast as it is uh, these days. So planning to run away was also very difficult. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> plotting it was also not easy. Then you had to get um, get to agree on a date. Then you had to get the required number of people who would help. Uh, get you married they would sign for you and all of that he finally arrived uh, almost about uh, i think two or three hours earlier than uh, or before the actual marriage had to take place so that way it was yeah interesting and after he got married we just again going back was a problem we had to hitchhike on a army aircraft where his uh, postmate was the pilot so finally you know i had to we didn't have any place to sit in the aircraft we had to stand and go and i had to actually go and sit next to the pilot on the floor and go so that's how it was so yeah it, it was very interesting uh, how many people came to your wedding <laughs> yeah there were i think uh, there was a navy commander and there was an army major who signed so net i think there were four of uh, two couples and two us and uh, <clears throat> one or two more people so there's a hotel called the park in delhi and during, right. at that point in time going to park was a big thing because we couldn't really afford it also so that was the only expenditure we did on the wedding other than one sari or something which i took or I mean, just just that so there were no rings or anything so our, our marriage was very frugal <laughs> but if you could get a do over today if today you said hey you can get married and uh, yes yes then i would do a max uh, to sign on your wedding how much money 10 lakhs do 10 you have 10 lakhs. oh 10 lakhs is not enough to spend on a wedding these days i think <laughs> you would do more. Okay. i wouldn't do more but i would definitely do uh, like a destination wedding kind of thing or uh, i would do something uh, not on a very grand scale but i would definitely want to do something very classy with just a few people but yeah yes an event which uh, would give me more pleasure than others so what would that be if you could uh, give us like two or three things that you would spend on yeah so i think i i, I would go with the honeymoon part Uh, where yes. I would I would want to spend more money on uh, enjoying and traveling, and I would spend uh, not too much money on food, honestly, because uh, food is just available everywhere, and it is the it is fast forgotten. So that's not something which I would spend on. I would probably spend on yes, a photographer on good clothes, and uh, I think I would um, do some giveaways for people who come. for them right. to kind of remember and yeah i think i would spend money on the sangeet and all that stuff <laughs> for people to enjoy and kind of really party wine this that right? so uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, what marriage means for families right definitely there's a lot of uh, expectations that parents sort of have of their children so two questions here what were your parents expectations of you 
and you know what your marriage should be like and now since you're a parent yourself uh, what are your expectations uh, for your kids i think on hindsight i saved them a lot of expenditure is all i can say <laughs> uh, but yes certainly my mom had done a lot of uh, had done some preparation for my wedding she would have done a lot later i'm sure uh there were nice sarees which she brought bought from banaras and kept there was some jewelry which she got for me which of course she gave gave it to me later there was uh, there was some so your dada ji i still remember he came and uh, and he handed me over uh, a small briefcase and he said this is for you to start the house and there was like i think a lakh of rupees in that and oh my god I, and i'm this is i'm talking about 96 one lakh was a lot of money actually a lot yeah. of money uh, that's all i know about what their expectations would be i honestly don't know uh, coming to my expectations for my kids uh, from my end i am very clear that i do not want to spend too much money on uh, uh, on people and on uh, celebrations and on uh, the peripherals i would rather give it to you for you guys to you know um, use it as you feel now nowadays children i feel are very very uh, they're very independent they have their own way of thinking and nobody whether it's a small child or a grown up or a teenager nobody wants to be gifted something which they they have not bought or cho- bought they've yeah. not chosen themselves mm-hmm. so so i think it is all going to be about having a little bit pool of money because uh, i i don't have that much money to spend on a big grand wedding because uh, so i would just give it to them to do as they please with it Oh, 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 oh,